0: Podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Hi, and here we are in the shed for Adventures from the Shed. I'm going to press this button here so you can see us. Hi, you're out there on YouTube. We are here in the shed. You can find us. Like I said, adventures from the shed.com. Also on iTunes and Facebook and I don't know, other places. We're on Spotify. Stitcher. We're on Stitcher Radio. Um, actually, I just looked this up the other day. I'm going to get us into iHeartRadio as well. So by the time you hear this, the next time you hear it, might be through a different service as well. Throw it up all over the, We're throwing up all over the Internet. Nah. That's what we're doing here. Um, so we're back in the shed. We're going to continue our Trail of Cthulhu Adventure called The Keepers of the Woods. I'm just looking to make sure I spelled it right. It looks like I did. I misspelled everything else as I was putting <laughs> this up, so I had to double check. Um, we're going to go around the table here and say hi. We'll start with that important guy over there who is...
1: Hey, everyone. This is Kurt. I am playing The Keeper, which is the Game Master for this Trail of Cthulhu Adventure, The Keepers of the Woods.
0: And after him is this guy.
2: Oh, hey, it's Chris. I'm playing Chris, is oh, your mic oh, muted? Oh, oh, oh yes. There's a red light on it. It's there it goes. It works. See now I I figured I could pull off a Kurt early, and then we'll see how it goes. Oh snap! <clears throat> uh, this is Chris, as I said earlier, and I'm playing How Low. Kind of like the uh, adventurer dilettante kind of person. Uh, they're getting into the archaeology thing, so they're kind of into the weird occult stuff now. So
0: weird. Speaking of the weird occult stuff. <laughs> oh,
2: hi. It's Virg.
0: Hi. I'm playing Verge.
2: Terrence Cruz.
0: We welcome you. We, w- Terrence welcomes you. <laughs> and he was turr earlier. turr Until I went and fixed it. Typ- typo okay. Cruz there. I am. Typo, typo Cruz. I am. Joe, I'm playing Sherman Rawlings, who, spent I mean it's been a little while since I looked at this. My character is uh, um, a criminal. Apparently. <laughs> Great. He's
1: <an> said <laughs> underground book You're a sketchy book dealer, <laughs> as I recall. Yeah, <laughs>.
0: <laughs> yeah well, well that's the part that makes him a criminal, I guess. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Because
1: he's just sketchy. Uh, Kurt, it's been a while. Yeah, let's do a quick recap. Let's do that. Awesome. So uh, it has been a little while since we've gotten together. Uh, you guys may recall that you are playing members of the Miscellany Society. Oh, yeah, a group, That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's a group in London of people who are drawn together by an interest in history, uh, legends, and or the occult. Uh, and you all were each fairly close to... Um, Professor uh, Margaret Blackwood, who was a prominent speaker at the Society, and from whom you each received a letter summoning you to the village of Postbridge in the Dartmoor uh, area of England. This is out in the Moors, a uh, six- or seven-hour drive away from London. Um, you all set out the next day after receiving her letter together uh, on a cold, brisk morning, and as you recall, the weather got nastier and nastier. Yeah. Uh, Do we have that, that map?
0: Uh, of the town? We uh, we do. I was curious. It's something I would put up while we're talking. but uh, There is Post Bridge proper.
1: Go ahead and continue. Um, This is actually MapCam then. And we're just doing a quick recap from the beginning, uh, largely for our own edification. Um, But y'all worked your way out there, um, driving, and you'll recall, it's, I think, 1935. um, So pretty far in the past for us as players, but um, uh, between the wars here, um, you guys arrived in Postbridge, which is a very small town in uh, Dartmoor, like I said, and you, uh, I believe, started at the Thistle Lodge, which was kind of a, yep. a bed and breakfast, essentially, uh, right as you came into town. Miss Hannah Blacknam. Exactly. That's where you met Hannah, Hannah Blacknam, who, along with her husband James, runs the lodge. Um, James was not at home, but there was kind of evidence of you know, his coat and boots and things, and she spoke about him. Um, Basically, I, and I may be going a little bit out of order here, but you you all learned that um, that actually professor had died in a car crash. Yeah, um, you weren't sure the details of that, but um, as you kind of started to investigate, um, you I think you didn't find anything particularly interesting in your room, um, but you found um, you ended up talking to um, William MacArthur, who is kind of the town drunk, but who knows more about the local history and legends than anyone. Um, and he spoke to you about. He was very reluctant, but spoke to you about a number of things, including these kind of demonic yeth hounds um, that he insists he has seen, um, as well as um, old crockern, which is kind of a horned man legend that he, um, he had spoken about. Um, let's see, what else did we do? We went um, to the church. We
0: did go to the church. Yep. Uh, found the, or, or looked at the um, priest's uh, journal that had some references to some not-so-good stuff in it.
1: Right, so with respect to the church, a couple of things. You had seen someone leave, it, they had been watching you at the bar, and this was oh, the yeah. East Dart Inn, which is like the local tavern, had left and actually walked up the, towards the direction of the church, so you thought maybe he was going that way or giving notice, but more importantly, uh, during a second conversation with Hannah, you would learn that she had concerns about Father Blakely, who is the, um, the, the priest in charge of the local church, um, and... Again, jumping out of order here, but she actually ultimately told you that she believed her husband was involved with a cult that Father Blakely was the leader of, um, who does something for the good of the town, but she's worried about what that means for the town and for her husband. Um, I think towards the end of last episode, you all headed towards uh, Princeton or Princeton, which is the larger town um, a couple miles away from Post Bridge. While you were heading there, you actually had a car. Uh, Chris, you were driving. Your yeah. character was driving. Um, he's a skilled driver, but still had something yank at the wheels. Yeah. Um, you had heard about this legend of hairy hands, which implied that maybe there was a spirit in this area that was a- affected drivers because there had been a number of crashes. But it turns out that you guys realized that the road is just kind of cantered in a way that it was probably that. that it, um,
3: Now, also know. at the uh,
1: church, we found
3: the testamentum
1: vigilum. vigilum. Yeah, so at the church, you guys found a bunch of stuff, but that's right. You found um, kind of an ancient text or an old text that had been rebound many times in leather. Um, and you guys spent a lot of time studying it, actually. Yeah. And I think you essentially were able to use some points and learn. There was a spell in there that you guys learned, I yeah, think. Call, right?
2: or call or dismiss the horn man. Right, yeah. call
1: or dismiss horn man. That's right. Yeah. So that was important. Um, and obviously the professor's journal. Which was yeah, pretty shady for the father to have. Exactly. So the uh, professor Black um, <clears throat> Blackwood's journal was in the church in the sacristy, which was unusual, um, and had some rather revealing information about what she was discovering from the locals. Oh yeah. And she had actually spoken with James Hannah's husband, and it was James, in a lot of ways, that kind of started her on the path that she was investigating. It sounds like maybe he had had a little too much to drink, and had been a little loose-lipped with her, um, and so that's. She, she was looking into things that perhaps some of the locals might not have wanted her to be looking into. So, um, I think at the last of, end of last session, you guys had gone to Princeton, you'd gone to the police station, had um, undertaken some cop talk and some uh, reassurance with Detective Donnelly there, and had had a look uh, at the um, belongings that the professor had that they took in at her death, I've as well as gotten some information about the crash site. And then the two leads, I think, that came out of that session, essentially, were that she had had a library card was one of the things, the Princeton library card. Um, And also that Dr. Winter had her body at the Dartmoor prison, which also served as the local morgue um, where the autopsy had been performed or was performed.
3: Yeah, Donnelly said he was gonna give us a uh, writ to get in there to
1: investigate. Yeah, essentially a letter of introduction from him, giving you credentials in order to enter the prison, so. I'm sure we've missed some things that happened along the way but I think um, hit the high points there. Um, and just as a, a really brief reminder, you guys have kind of two types of skills. You've got the investigative skills where you, you know, you're always going to find a clue. If you want to spend points from your investigation pool, in certain cases you may be able to get additional information or flavor, but you'll always get what's necessary to move to the next scene. And then if you get into any contests, um, you have uh, your general skills where you may have to roll against someone else or against a difficulty class, and you can use those points to essentially add to your D6 role to increase the chances of you being more successful. Is this all ringing bells with everyone? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: No, i was just remembering, too, that, that, that also a lot of those roles will link to stability and sanity as well. Um, you know, you, there are, like you can spend points on certain things. Anyway, yeah, what you said.
1: Right. And since we're playing you know, a Cthulhu horror game, at the end of the day, you know, you've got these two pools. Stability is like your short-term measure of how you're dealing with the situation. And sanity is your grip on reality. And sanity never comes back, essentially. Whereas stability could get refreshed after this adventure is over. You could recover and then essentially get your stability back up and be able to go off on another adventure. But the more and more shocks you take to your sanity closer and closer you come to realizing the blackness at the center of the universe in which we all live. So.
0: That um, sounds
1: a lot like home life, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, so why don't we jump right in? I, I think we sure. ended last time, um, had wrapped up at the police station. And I believe you guys were wanting to go to the morgue, but you can do whatever you want.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, morgue.
1: Okay. Or
0: before
2: the body ends up missing,
0: <laughs> <All> yeah, <right. laughs> because that will surely happen.
1: And I'm trying to remember we ha- did did we investigate the crash site in detail? Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that I mean, because we almost crashed in the same spot. Right. Yeah. That's what right? I thought. And and we had learned that really the problem there was I mean, other than how having um, hairy hands, uh, we we learned that it's really the road,
1: like you mentioned. Yeah, the, the, the road. road was right. was off. Of
3: shredded pieces of tire. Yeah. And just the road was really. Unique
1: okay cool um awesome so the prison dartmoor prison um actually sits in a pretty isolated part of town um overlooking um princetown i'm gonna call it princetown if it's princeton i apologize um so it sits up essentially on a hill looking down on town and by the way i think I, not that it's particularly important but i do have a uh, princetown map that i can give you um, uh yeah so uh, here, here. And you guys may be able to look at this. Hold,
0: hold that right up in front of you, and it'll be closer mm-hmm. on the screen.
1: Yeah, probably can't really see it on the screen, but you guys were at the police station kind of right here along the main street. Um, there's a hotel, somewhere. but here's the library, and then more importantly, there's this huge prison complex kind of up looking down on town from the northern okay. end. So um, as you all approach, you can see that the buildings of the prison are constructed of really solid granite blocks. It makes for a completely austere, kind of grim, severe structure that really sticks out from the surroundings. This is not a pleasant-looking you know, prison nestled among oaks in, uh, right. a lovely, with lovely gardens.
0: Now, it was, I, I'm just curious, complete interruption
1: mm-hmm. for a moment. Was that the way it was written?
0: Because I like the phonetics of austere, grim, severe.
1: Uh, I made up severe. All right, because I like the way that
0: sounded. <laughs> it, had it had grim, ahead.
1: austere, and oppressive. So. Oh, all right, good enough. But you you would all actually know this prison, even though this is a relatively small town by reputation, because it's known as kind of one of the harshest, hardest prisons in England at the time. Um, As you you guys come up to the main entryway, um, you guys are met by two prison guards. They come out together to meet you, um, and they stop you and inquire about what it is that you're looking for at the prison.
0: I'm pretty sure we had determined that I wasn't the front man. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, uh, show him the letter of introduction. uh, uh,
3: Yeah. So he's going to show him the letter. I'm going to say, "We're here to see the body of Professor Blackwood. She was a friend and colleague of ours. We have permission from Detective
1: Donnelly." Make it so. And and you show it. You show them the um, the letter from Donnelly. Okay. So they take a look at it, and it it doesn't take them long at all to realize that you're that you're there with his blessing, Um, and they guide you into the prison. Um, and down um, really stark hallways, um, so there's nothing ornamental at all about the prison. Um, it's bleak. As you get into the building, you can actually hear the yells and the uh, clanging of pots on the doors as prisoners realize that you're there, um, and they're, some of them are literally... Um, they obviously are trying to get your attention, but there are others that are just shrieking and howling as if they're in their own worlds of insanity. Um,
0: so it's, and- it's a cacophony of banging metal and screaming
1: yeah uh-huh. it's a lovely place um so you can hear them yelling and cursing <laughs> yelling and cursing <laughs> as you walk by um at some point you're following the guards and they actually start down stairways and you can tell that you're descending underground um and then as you go underground you pass a couple of doors that are closed and then eventually um come to the end which is an open room uh where they ask you to wait for dr winter Um, The room that you're in is completely tiled in white. It's actually quite bright white, even though it's um, austere and not ornamented. Um, And there's a large kind of porcelain trough sink in the corner. Um, You can see two... Everything is very, very clean in here. You can see two um, glistening um, tables. Um, One is empty with nothing on it, um, and the other one has a body that um, may or may not be the professor's body on it. uh, while you're waiting it, it only takes just a moment um and they walk away and then they come back and dr winter um walks into the room um he's got a a lab coat on um kind of like you would expect um he's a fairly um good-looking gentleman wiry he's got um clear spectacles um you know looks a little a little bit bookish but um you know a pretty good looking gentleman um but he's pasty white um probably because he spends most of his time in here um and he says so you, um, cool. you know,
0: welcome... Why isn't there any, uh, ever a well-tanned mortician? <laughs>
1: probably, well, especially yeah. in England. I uh, not... yeah. uh, you really yeah. trust one? <laughs> um, gentlemen, I understand that um, Detective Donnelly sent you. What can I do to be of service?
3: Uh, we're, we're here to inspect the body of uh, Professor Blackwood. Um, we are friends and colleagues of the professors and very troubled at hearing that she passed, and how she passed.
1: It's just, yeah, well, obviously I didn't know her, but it does appear to have been unfortunate circumstances. Uh, interesting, quite interesting. Um, and um, at this point, the, you know, as I said, the room is white and very clean, um, but it does not have a lot of natural light. There's really just kind of a small, one small window that's letting in clear light. Everything else is artificial in the room. Um, you smell even inside there's like this um smell of damp dampness and moss in the air at least it's you. and all of a sudden you all start to hear a sound like a rattling of branches in the wind um and as you're listening to it the wind starts to get this rattling sound and and you you guys are underground and you know well inside of this building starts to get louder and louder um and it does not take long maybe 15 seconds and that it, it starts to sound almost like a hurricane outside and then turns into a um like a a, a piercing howl
0: didn't we hear a howl a couple of nights ago yeah,
1: yeah. the sounds and,
0: it, and there was like uh whatever we were in the bar blizzardy conditions and stuff Arthur, too or, like yeah.
1: yeah and just is
0: it, is it like that it is it sounds okay. like
1: a, a huge dog or a wolf or something like huh. that um and so um you all hear like this and you know that this is out of place and what is dr winter what is he doing uh, he, I mean, he was just talking, talk, had just entered and literally just started talking to you as the sound So how's he Sorry. reacting to what's going on, or does you, he not hear? You don't it? see any noticeable reaction, so. <clears throat> um, so as you hear it, you guys, I need you to make a two-point stability check. Oh, um, my. Um, so this would be against the, a roll of, you need a four or better. Uh, all right. All right. So go ahead and do say, We allowed to use here. points or does it matter? I yep, guess. you can I'll always add points.
2: That. Then I'm burning points, I don't want to do that. So, and this uh, is stability.
3: stability. The stability down here.
0: Yeah, well you if unless you're marking it up here. I was keeping track of mine up okay. on that little chart there. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, four. Four? All right. Um now this is you said the the goal is a four? Or the success is Five. a four? Five. <laughs> There's no way I'm rolling that, so to I'm, gonna use, or a, not to I'm gonna use a. I'm gonna use am I'm gonna use one point because okay. I feel like I'm gonna roll a three. Let's see. as it what happens. So you can add one to your roll. Holy crap! Prophecy rings true. So, so, see, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna, that puts me down to six stability. But so you burned that's, one. That's better than the two I would have lost. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: All right. So all of you um, have heard over the course of fifteen or twenty seconds. Yeah. Like I said, it was you. You all got this. All of a sudden, the smell of dampness and moss, and then woods, and then and going up to a howl, but you didn't notice any reaction at all from Dr. Winters. It was as if he didn't hear it.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, somebody, something's on to us. Yeah, that
0: seems bad. Um,
3: Doctor, you said that there was something interesting about her, or her,
0: her
1: curious? Um, well, he's, he's, uh, you know, since you have these credentials from, detec- from the detective, uh, I'm, I'm happy to share the post-mortem report with you i have to admit it was done fairly quickly given the circumstances uh not as professional as i might like but um i'll give this to you to start with and then why was it done getting, quickly and not you your you're liking i've printed it in black and white well it's just it, it just hasn't been it hasn't been that long since uh, oh. to do a conduct a full autopsy i need more time oh. for it to be uh a full report interesting so Birch gets to read it the police nice. and the police asked for it to be done as quickly as well, possible
0: I like the idea that somebody looks at it and then they it's just normal for somebody that's out there
1: the to on it.
2: Is that why they do that
1: I think that I think that they were concerned yeah concerned about there. Okay. a bigwig from London right. um, perhaps <laughs> someone important they wanted to get right. information as quickly as possible we got there t- turns
0: <laughs> terrariums oh it's like terrarium it
3: says that there were multiple incisions across the body um particularly to the hands and face. Now you deduced that these were likely from going through the windshield. Uh, let's see. There was a major incision to the carotid and jugular, uh, also probably from going through the windshield with fragments of
0: black glass in the wound. What, what, oh, were there any black glass in the
2: vehicle? Like obsidian?
0: Uh, right. so, so. No, we didn't see any of that on the crash let no, Just
2: continue. We'll, we'll go back.
3: Um, it says the right on the was fractured but doesn't protrude and there was a severe blow to the cranium Uh, so there was a fracture to her head and it says fracture and displacement of the left mandible so her jaw oh and the contusions are present on the wrist and also the face Um, so for that one that would have been
1: least protective
2: kind of be uh, trying to protect themselves
1: kind of thing. So, I'm I'm not a police officer, but it's, it's my opinion that she did not die in this car accident. Um, I think the wound the, the um, you you look like a man who knows his way around a, a police report. Endeavor, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Verge, does uh, Terry have any? forensics or medicine points or anything um, along that line? He's long. got one forensics. Okay. okay. Um, just trying
0: to, I really like this handout, so I was just trying to hold it up there for a second. Yeah, It's kind of neat.
1: So, and I, I don't have the handout in front of me, but Dr. Winters would tell you, he's, he'd say, my, you know, my estimation, and as I said, the, the police asked for a, a prompt report on this. Uh, I, I would like a little more time to write it up in a nicer manner for you, but Um, I believe that she bled to death from the laceration on her neck. uh, And that laceration is deeper and more serious than the cuts that appear to have come from the glass in the windshield. That's Um, with the black
2: glass, right? The laceration on the neck?
1: Correct. Uh, Yes. Were you
2: able to identify what material that
1: was? um, I have not yet been able to identify for certain. Um, Do any of you have geology? I do. I have
2: chemistry as well and geology.
1: Okay, so... Um, in working, we with... have accounting, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> um, so he's, he says, "I can actually, I can show those to you afterwards, and you okay. might be able to help me with that." But it's not a material that I would expect to have been found in her automobile. Um Understood. So, um, what else we got Terrence. It, additionally, Honestly, the, the... it
3: seems most likely that her throat was cut. Her
1: after she left the vehicle,
3: wrists were bound.
1: Exactly, young man.
3: And that she, she had was... The, the vehicle was sent through
2: the road to crash. Mm. And that's when she went through. Or possibly that's... crashed. Somebody captures her, binds her, slices her throat, unbinds her. Hey, oh. she went through the windshield. Look at that. Huh. That's possible, too. That seems a bit much. Morbid. Although we
0: are <laughs> in the hey.
2: mortuary, but... Who? Yeah,
0: I mean,
1: the that's... wounds on the wrist certainly can't seem consistent with binding. Um, like I said, she bled, she's clearly bled to death from the wound in the neck. You said
3: um, contusions, also the face, where around the face. Yeah, can you see those?
0: No, it, it doesn't say it on here. Yeah, he sloppy writing.
3: Right. I vegetable
0: think... matter found. you say vegetable beneath matter? Beneath
3: fingernails, vegetable matter. Mm-hmm.
0: Vegetable matter. So she right. was scratching it. a count.
3: plant?
1: So, um, at this point, I mean, you're not going to get any more from him probably without looking yeah. at the body, which you might have to oh, convince yeah, there's him a to a you there. there. Yeah.
0: yeah, we'd really... So, um, I'm going to ask him if he needs someone to do his taxes. He's <laughs> 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 got time for that flattery. <laughs> I've got that covered. I do still have um, reassurance and intimidation. I was gonna uh, say... And oh, bargain, for that matter. I've
3: got one intimidation. I don't know what, what the... I have
0: some
2: eye flattery.
0: He doesn't seem, to me at least, he doesn't seem like he needs to be intimidated. He probably just needs to be asked in
1: a nice way. Yeah. I, think well, right. the, I think that's right. I think that's right. One point in any of those will probably...
2: Yeah, I'd like to help back. you uh, write up a better report for this, any help we can provide. We'd, but we probably would need to see the body to help you out a little bit better. Says,
1: uh, well, I'm certainly happy to work with you gentlemen. I don't have anything else that I have to work on today, and I've got a bit of time. Uh, it's certainly cold enough out there. I'd like to stay inside while possible. I'll burn up a flattery point then. Sure. Um, so he takes you over to the second table, you know, I had mentioned. Um, and by the way, the, the, uh, the lights in here, you know, they're kind of cathode, you know, old lights. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're kind of flickering yeah. on and off. It's kind of, you know, a little bit, you know, yeah. it goes from really bright to different, and then comes back bright. <laughs> Is that normal um, every now for and this then. building? And he's, he says, he says oh, from time to time, from time to time. So, um, so he shows you the body. Um, are you all, like, looking? Are you all there? I'm definitely...
0: I, I think I'd be a little creeped out, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. stand
3: back. I've got the evidence collection in forensics, yeah. so I'm, I'm definitely
0: over there checking it out. I'm, I'm going to go with a weak stomach and and stand back.
1: Okay. Um, so, not you, but the two of you who are up there. Um, Professor Blackwood's body is almost unrecognizable. She's had really horrific injuries um, that were sustained probably in the car crash. Um, even though you guys are a hardy and stout gentleman, um, looking at the body of your friend in this state is um, immediately troubling to you. And we need to make another uh, one point stability test here. Um, oh yeah. So it just needs to be two or greater? I know it's the same four or greater, but you oh. would only lose one point if you don't. Six. Wow, you guys are tough. Four. Four, okay. So you both, um, you initially feel that like revulsion in your stomach, almost like you want to throw up when you first see the body, but you're able to quickly steel yourselves against it. And um, it doesn't <coughs> have a lasting effect on you, but it is, it is and you see that her, her neck, I mean, she has a clear slice all the way across the front it's like of her like almost decapitation. I'm, I'm glad
0: mm-hmm. neither of you threw up because I probably would have thrown up. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, I yeah. can handle a little bit of a... <clears throat> but, use some accounting yeah.
2: points. And yeah,
0: exactly. Numbers in your head. Exactly i got to use it. So
2: it's
1: right. a 3.14. <laughs> <laughs> so initially you're able to see bruising on her wrists, just like you read in the report, and a number mm-hmm. of small lacerations around the face and bruises. Hard to tell if the bruises were from the car accident or from something else, but certainly the smaller lacerations look like they were from glass in the windshield, but probably not, right. Not as you said. So if you guys are willing to spend a little bit uh, a point in some of the other things, maybe... You know, you found out about vegetation under fingernails. You found out about the black um, stone. Those are things that you could try to find out a little more information about. Yeah, I definitely
2: want to do that for the stone.
1: Okay. Um, So you would look at this with Dr. Winters. He would point out to to you that, you know, I found this, and um, I'm not aware of this being part of any construction in automobiles, and uh, it is not a rock that is in any way native to our area. Um, But given your background, you would know... Um, that this is obsidian and that it is not native in any way to England. Okay.
2: Huh. That's found in the neck wound, right? Correct. I b- I believe that's right. Is that what's in the yeah. report? Or yeah, it was mm-hmm. neck.
0: I remember that black glass in the neck. Yeah. yeah. Um.
2: Can I take like a? Can I take a piece with me? Yeah. Uh, so what about Terrence? Can you figure out the uh under the fingernails? Yeah. What about
0: the vegetation stuff? stuff? I mean, does, um, does it look like moss or something? I'm just trying to think mm-hmm. of the dirt smell we had, yeah. The mossy.
1: Yeah, it's not okay. nearly enough to have created that smell. But um, and yeah. if you had biology or outdoorsman or yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying, I'm uh, trying to get the uh, reason like, my so way we'll through it. Chemistry. Yeah. I have
2: chemistry. I do have chemistry. If that's uh-huh. if that's what we need to use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah I, I don't have
3: a chemistry.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, you know what I have? So <laughs> nothing, nothing that can account
1: help. for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think so. Chemistry. So when you guys are generally looking at this with him and you're working through what you know, talking about the evidence, um, something that I'm not sure if it was in the report or if you just missed it, but Dr. Winters would point out to you that um, she also had a blue stain, in her professor, in her hair. Um, not on here. Huh. Well, she, ha- she does, so he points it out to you um, while you're examining the body. And um, if you're willing to use a point in chemistry, you um, would be able to figure out after a little bit of time that that's from a plant known as Isotis tinctoria, which is the basis of a pigment known in England as woad, W-O-A-D. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. It's kind of like blue it? stain. It's, um, it's a Latin name, Isatis tinctoria. But I think the key is that it's the basis of a pigment that's known as woad. And at the same time as you're looking at this, you're able to identify the vegetation under her fingernails as a combination of oak bark and some type of um, ephedic moss. Which is just a, some type
0: of moss. Um and, and I was curious, too, when, and just going back to the whole episode that we experienced mm-hmm. that the mortician didn't, um, everything went away. The wind, the, the howling, and the smells, it's
2: mm-hmm. all gone now.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay.
2: Nothing's lingering. Yeah. Is there any reason why there would be uh, oak bark or moss underneath her fingernails?
1: You're asking Dr. Winterset? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which professional? Right, I mean, had she died simply in a car crash, unless she had done something beforehand, yeah. uh, where she would have... But no, it doesn't make sense. And of course, yeah. these wounds are inconsistent with her having died in this crash, so you know, ultimately it's for the police to decide, but it seems as if someone was covering something up with this accident.
0: And tree hugger wasn't even a thing, though.
1: Uh, how much do you know about the people of Postbridge? About Postbridge? Yeah.
0: Postbridge.
1: Well, <clears throat> Postbridge is an odd place. So. Um, That's putting it lightly. Yeah, you know, and he w- he can tell you the same thing that other people in town would tell you that, which is you know it's a real small town, but Postbridge has a reputation of being a place where people, from time to time, just go out into the moors and don't come back mm, or disappear. Yeah, sometimes for a lengthy period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people in Princeton look look on it as, as a kind of an odd, perhaps dangerous place. Now, what
0: about the other um, fatal... There was one other fatal accident,
2: right?
1: Yeah, it was a doctor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is like um, did this repair. mortician examine that body? Are there any similarities?
1: Uh, I, j- 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 yes, I, I'm the only person in the area that would have done that. Okay. He said that was some, some time back, but I, I, as far as I could tell, that was an, accident, that was a, an actual car accident of... lost control of the wheel. So none of Um, these
0: extraneous wounds that wouldn't have been part of a car accident?
1: No. I think that was a case of him having lost control of his vehicle. Okay. Um, There was nothing like this case. Well, then.
0: I'm going to keep doing that because I I think that handout is actually pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I like the look of it. It really gives us something to study.
3: I'm not really sure what else to uh, go off right now.
1: I, mean, I think you've gotten most of what you can get from him.
3: I think uh we should head to the library, and see if there was any way we can track to see what she was looking at there. So that's the
0: only other question I would have is there any other recent deaths in um that other town? I just forgot the name. Oh, yeah, host, got Prince town well there's people missing like the Nathaniel
2: Brand staff is missing yeah. but there's no body.
0: But yeah, that's like. what I mean. Any other any other um uh people circulating through the morgue, as it were. Really yeah. fresh
1: ones there, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know,
0: I mean... No. I thought about it when we first came in. You said there's a body that might be the professor. Right, that, and that yeah. was her. Yeah, right. and, and I figured that, but I didn't know if there were others around. Okay.
1: No, no. Right. So he says, we've had nothing particularly unusual. You know, occasionally someone will die of natural causes of old age, no. but it's a small town, so even that doesn't happen very often. No. Um, we have more folks here in Princeton that we're dealing with, but... Okay. Um, no, this was... Um, but this was notab- notably unusual to me and of interest, and I'm sure Detective Donnelly will be interested in these findings. Definitely. So. Well, I,
3: well, I think, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for sir. letting us have a look around, and you've done a
1: real good job here. Well, thank you. I appreciate your help. And so yeah, he actually is right, get, write some notes based on like what you told him about yeah. the obsidian and so. I want to tell uh,
2: Donnelly anyway. I kind of want to. I kind of want to rope him into the. Uh, oh. I guess we need to go back to Postbridge. Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. More backup. Good point. But. Um,
3: <laughs> but uh, the library is on the way back. Correct. For, mm-hmm. yeah, so, back in the main part. Yeah, I think we should stop by
0: there
1: yep. before heading off. OK. Um, and just for I people at home. I can't wait. I have a two in library use. We're going into a library. Awesome. Um, so the professor had had a uh, Princeton library card in her possession at her death, um, which I think was kind of the, the hook to get in here, if you will. So. Um, the library is um along that main street in town that you can see on the map mm-hmm. and it is um in a long kind of georgian style building right off um the road um from the outside the stonework also presents a really drab um setting against this like you know wintry sky that's outside and it looks just kind of unappealing from the outside but as soon as you walk in the picture totally changes so you walk inside and. The room immediately feels warm. There's actually a fireplace with a, a fire that's obviously well tended. Um, it's not roaring, but it's a, a very nice fire there. Um, there are a number of um, nice-looking oak tables with books laid out on them um, in the main. You know, you come in um, up a couple of steps. There's a little kind of reception area and then kind of a, one big main reading room. Um, there are, um, of course, probably other offices off of there, but it's, it's basically kind of a, one, a, a big one-room library. Um, you don't see anyone else there reading, other than um, a silver-haired woman, maybe in her late 40s, who's sitting at what must be the librarian's desk. She's got her hair pulled back up in a in a bun, um, and she is um, not does not look up at you as she comes in. She appears very focused on uh, the book that she's reading at the desk as you so walk we could in. You
0: find
2: out what book she looked at previously.
0: Yeah, is there? Um, I mean, for the the scene, because I'm a, I'm the book collector slash thief slash
2: mm-hmm.
0: fencer. Um, is this one of those libraries that has the uh, wooden ladder on the, the the wheels that rides around? Yeah, so
1: it does not have a, a second story with yeah. a mezzanine, but it does have exactly that. It has a, yeah. essentially a half a staircase that you can yeah. go up uh, and that you can move along on wheels if you need to get to things on the higher shelves.
0: So there's almost certainly something, some print in here that I would want to put in my jacket <laughs> for the way out. So that, my first thought is that. I'm looking around. First off, for anything that local lore legend mythology right. kind of thing because we're being you know we're being told about the horned man the hairy hands um, we've experienced some odd phenomenon that apparently the mortician didn't experience and I'm just gonna uh, kind of look urban legend kind of books I'm just gonna start looking around okay so, I don't want the attention of the librarian right. she's probably right on the edge of a
1: shush well and so you um you, always yeah. <laughs> you notice the librarian look up. At you but just for a split second almost as if she doesn't want to be seen acknowledging you she immediately looks back down to her book and continues to read okay so you can probably wander cool without her we can run interference for you all right sounds good
3: i'm gonna meander over there to that uh bund lady
0: bund (laughs) lady lady oh she of the tight bun
3: (laughs) the shustress
0: Mm -hmm.
3: um And I'm going to introduce myself, like, hello, my name is uh, Terrence. I'm here um, investigating uh, the death, uh, the recent death of a friend and colleague. Um, She had a library card for this library on her possession. Um, Is there any way to get a record of what she looked at? (sighs)
1: She looks up and she kind of sighs and she says, young man, she did not have a library card on her possession. She had a library card in her possession. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I ask love her this lady if you already. can use the bathroom <laughs> she's,
1: she's, but I'm sorry I was lost in thought what was it that yeah. you were asking
3: I wanted to see if there was a way to
1: <coughs> get a list looking, of books I was looking for the grammar police at. but I apparently found them <laughs> yeah. a list of books at which she looked um, well I probably could provide that but this is so might be a rather private matter for her. She's no longer alive. And we are working with Detective
3: Donnelly in these investigations. There's mysterious circumstances surrounding her death. So we are trying to figure out what she was working on, so what she may have looked at.
1: Okay. She kind of, she sighs and she looks up at you and she looks, she looks back at her book. You can see her kind of decide that she's gonna have to deal with you. And, she closes her book. What's your reading, by the way? She's <laughs> a book on um, the newest knitting techniques. Oh, okay. So um, she says, well, I guess it, uh, it, privacy won't really be a matter. It matters not if she was reading Harlequin romances, if she's passed into the, the next world now. And she says, um, uh, and wh- what was her name? What was the woman? It's uh, Professor Margaret Blackwood. Uh, you can see instantly that she, she knows who you're speaking of. Um, so you have to spend a point in library use if you want oh, yeah. her to actually provide a list of. I, I have guess. that if you still want. Unless you want to. She's gonna come, cry.
2: Come I thought it was.
0: Gonna... spend points in the library. you're talking to the so you spend that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. Okay. I was gonna say there will be a lot of opportunities yeah. to spend points if you want to here. So.
0: Oh, I'm 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 in oh, the
1: gosh. library
0: trying to find something um, that is useful for me to read or take. Or both.
1: We'll have to figure out what uh, book stealing skill is and whether yeah. you have a point in it or not. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I do.
0: <laughs> uh, it's probably a locksmith. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you you guys suggested library oh, use. Oh, Filch. I have Filch. Ah, oh. It's a general ability. I
1: steal stuff. <laughs> awesome. Done. Um, you suggested that you have library use, which is sufficient for her to be willing to provide the, um, the list of the books that she had not necessarily checked out from the library, but had checked out from the librarian to give to her so that she could have them at the tables right. to study. Um, and in conversely with her, she, um, the librarian, Elizabeth Updike, will tell you that um, the professor did most of her, oh, did my. most of her, uh, and you would, she actually has a name tag on her desk, so you would see Ms. Elizabeth Updike. Um, or, I guess it be <laughs> back then. Think, saying so so it, no. I'm gonna not look. <laughs> so there's no what
0: mean? i just, I'm laughing, so.
1: Am I doing something so... No, her
0: name, Kurt.
1: Elizabeth Updike? (laughs) Oh. How many times have you read this before? Um, Uh, We're 12. Come on. I was thinking about the author, John Updike. I didn't think about (laughs) lesbians. (laughs) 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 We're
0: friendly on this show. Definitely friendly.
1: So she brings you a list of books um, that includes Devon and Exeter Institution, Proceedings of the Devonshire Archaeological Society, the old straight track, um, and several other books. Um, Don't worry about writing that down. Depending um, my on series. Yeah, and, she... and several other books. Well, several she's got she got eight or ten books on the list. So okay. as you go through them, um, I can tell you more about them depending on how many points you want. I mean, want to spend? There's um, you can tell just from an initial flip that the first one I mentioned, Devon and Exeter Institution, has something to do with meteorologic. Meteorological, so weather phenomena. Um, the Archaeological Society um, appears to be records, um, ancient records of some kind. The Old straight Tract, um, you're not sure without looking at it, but it looks like it may have something to do with the occult or, or legends of some kind. There's some ant- books on anthropology, some on art, history, um, and, and others. So depending on how long you want to spend there and how much you want to look at things, you may or may not be able to learn more about what she was studying. <laughs> Do you want to go
0: through what I was doing? Do I find anything worthwhile?
1: In the collection?
0: No, throughout the library itself. I mean, for I know you? I know for things, so again, it's twofold. One is I'm looking for urban legend kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondarily, I'm looking for a binding that just jumps out at me that I know is going to be a worthwhile book to stuff into my jacket before I leave. For you to sell for a
1: profit? Yeah, later on. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. You want to roll for it? Sure.
0: So, now, yeah. I have Filch. Mm-hmm. And I have six points in that, so oh, wow. I'm going to be successful. But you have so to you're going to be able to steal it. Yeah. So it's just
1: a matter of what you find. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a small town library, but I imagine that you could find something that if, not, yeah. that, if it is not valuable, you could sell it as being valuable. Yeah,
0: and, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for right. something, you know, specifically something, the idea is it's more valuable than what someone would pay for it in a bookstore. It's an uh, earlier print of something, oh, something like that, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And because a library might have that now, sure, it may be well used because it's in a library. However, it's valuable just by virtue of what it is. Right.
1: You can certainly find okay. something that would make uh, Sherman happy.
0: Okay. And am I able to um, to find anything referencing I what, like what I was talking about—local uh, legends, urban myths—the kind of thing that uh, I'm looking for—a book that might. Reference something that we've experienced to explain it.
1: Yeah. So actually several of them would be on this list of books. that she okay. So um, if you ask, the librarian is you know willing to bring the books out to you and let mm-hmm. you kind of look at them. And so, so you're oh, yeah. looking specifically for kind of folklore myth. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> um, Professor Blackwood had had several books concerning Dartmoor's local myths. Um, based on what she was studying, she seemed to have been paying particular attention to the old crockern. Legend, which you've already heard a little bit about from William, um, and that's the horned man. Yeah, he's Never a does. spirit appearing as a horned figure and associated with omens of death. Um, based on kind of flipping through what you know, Margaret was looking at, he was said to roam the area near wisman's Woods, which some say was once a druid grove. Mm-hmm. This would also be somewhat consistent with what you found at the at the church and the, yeah. all the carvings. So all
3: the stuff we found at the church is very similar to what we would discover here right and also we
0: heard about the green man too yeah that
3: was you? the on that was, on part, the church.
0: That part, was part of the, the druid stuff mm-hmm. okay part of the architecture now yeah. we're finding references and really for me it's all collaboration right. corroboration right it's yeah. yeah
1: so this would be consistent with what you've heard because yeah. this, these books also include um mentions of the black spectral hounds um, they're similar in description to something called the yorkshire bargast uh, but they're known locally in these books as yes hounds, which okay. is what William had called them. Um, yes, we knew that. What about yes. hairy hands?
0: That might be a little newer all.
1: because mm-hmm. it's automobile related. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, there's nothing there. Other thing that might be close would... Um, the professor had been looking at a book of um, a copy of Alfred Watkins' The Old Straight Track, um, which describes the existence of ley lines within the British landscape. Um, mm-hmm. There are actually notes on paper that were slipped into the book in Professor Blackwood's own hand that were made lightly in pencil that suggests a series of ley lines as well as several medieval beacons existing in the local area. Um, Some of the theories in there suggest that their placement is significant, magically powerful, and Margaret's notes at the end um, are written in hand that says, but would it be to keep something in or keep something out? All right. So if you're looking specifically for kind of a cult or local legend, those would be the books that she had looked at. Uh, Well,
0: I I mean, I was looking for something to explain what was happening, not to make it more mysterious and disturbing. So that sucks.
2: Yeah, I'd like to look into something that would be, I know we have the whole dismiss or call horned man thing, but I want Uh, something a little bit more definitive on how to control or, you know, expel this person.
1: So... Yeah, I don't think beyond what you what you found in the ancient Latin text. I, mean, I think that's the most you're probably going to get on that. There's yeah. nothing that specific about him in here. Gotcha.
2: Is there anything about rituals with that whole uh, the blue dyed plant or anything like that listed,
1: mm. or black obsidian? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't think in these books. I'll double check as we go through here, but I don't think so. There. Um, Let's see. Mm. So let's see mm. for the occult. So, Joe, did you have a cult or anthropology or anything? I the... have
0: Cthulhu mythos. I uh... can need that. Not anthropology. I not a cult. occult. No. Okay, I have a cult.
1: I have a cult. Okay, so someone, one of you guys, needs to spend a point on that for what we just talked about. I don't have. Well, I don't or have anthropology. Any
2: more points, but, uh, I guess if you have it, yeah, I got one more yeah. point left to burn.
1: That's okay. Joe, um, <laughs> um, physics, anyone I or have weather? Physics as well. So one of the books, you know, and you're kind of moving through here things, is on, like I said, it's on weather phenomena. And um, there's the, one, the book is focused on weather phenomena in 1911, which seems very specific for P- Professor Blackwood to have been looking at. Um, it contains a record of uh, the time during which there were really severe thunderstorms in the area. And there were over 700 flashes of lightning um, recorded within an hour, um, appearing to strike in the same point um, over nearby Tour. Um, the intensity was compared, compared to the great thunderstorm of 1638, which legend attributes to the devil. Um, the paper noted other strange weather patterns in the area recorded at semi-regular intervals. What's the truck they... and
2: tour thing? What's that?
1: Um, it's a, a <coughs> hill outside of town, like out in the moors. Okay.
0: So. Were they in the same uh, seasons when these weather events happen? Like is it springtime every year, or is it the current time? I, yeah, see, no, I know it's unseasonably cold right now, but we are not in the winter either. Or late, no, we are. We're in like late, mid-January. I thought it was late. yeah, right. yeah. Either we're way, yeah. yeah,
1: we're in January, I believe. But it's much, much, much colder than it right. should be. Um, and
0: these weather events, did they happen? They're different events? times, okay. but
1: for example, 1911 is. T- remember? you I think you. I think we had seen some point that we. Yeah, there reference was. reference to 25-year intervals. A repeat. Yeah, we about right at, And this would be like 25. 36. Yeah, it's 19, 1935 35. or thirty-six. 1935, Right, so we're nearing a 25 year from then. Okay. I imagine if you did the bath back to 1638, it would come out pretty close. Okay. Um, I think the idea is that there's, you know, strong and unusual weather patterns coming through at semi-regular intervals here. Well,
3: we've definitely seen irregular weather patterns already.
1: Right. Right, and I didn't emphasize again this session, but, like, even though the, the true blizzard had stopped, that, I mean, it is... Like painfully cold when you guys are outside. I mean, you're in multiple okay. layers of clothes. Yeah. You can barely function outside. It's so cold.
0: Um, so, when the weather changes, it's more severe, not like super nice for that time of year. Correct. It's not like in yeah, January it's 70 degrees. Right. Okay. All right. Um, wow. Uh, and during that, those times, is there anything else of note? I mean, yes, we're looking at weather,
1: but, like, is it,
0: like, more deaths at that period sure. in time? So, if,
1: as you're looking through this, you're going to find a lot of, if you're spending the time, a lot of overlap. So, yeah. does someone have a history and want to look at some of the more general history books?
0: I use the history point I had, but I still have the two library use if it makes a difference.
1: Okay.
0: I have history if I need it.
2: Do you
1: want to use a history point?
2: If I got to, I'll use it. Go for it.
1: So uh, the professor had been looking at several books that had references to 15th and 16th century witchcraft, um, including witchcraft trials um, um, in the local area. Um, It takes you guys a while to kind of cross-reference the different books and the references, but you discover that three of the trials concerned women and men from Post Postbridge accused of performing heathen rites. Um, Of those accused, only one actually spoke out in her own defense. Claiming that the actions were for the greater good, the greater um, good. and that the <laughs> the trials occurred approximately 25 years apart from each other.
2: Okay. Hmm. Oh, so each th- th- three people were 25 years apart. They weren't all together in one group. That you're talking about? Um,
1: which uh, I'm not clear. I mean, I think it could be one mm-hmm. group, or it could be. I think interesting. Yeah, it's not not clear from the way it's written, but three of the trials concerning Young. <laughs> Um, I think it could have been all at once. Okay. Yeah.
0: Nothing else?
1: Uh, any other
0: um, things happening in the same time period? It's like, like I was saying, more people dying, a population growth, anything that coincides?
1: Um,
2: or is there anything like a, a benefit to the town after this 25 year? That's a good point. You know? yeah. Yeah. So no.
0: well, the, the crops are better or yeah. something Yeah, the like 25 that. year thing happens and all of a sudden the, the right. crops are better. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that you would find any tangible yeah positive reaction or, okay. or during the time
2: period.
1: Hmm. Um, so we did, we looked at the weather.
2: Is there anything that could be, a, is there any type of history listed where we might get like a ancestral knowledge of like who Father Blakely is related to all the way back these times? Yeah. Is his family um, always uh, pastors or you know, things like that or what?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's nothing in here about Father Blakely specifically yeah. that she was looking at, but if you're continuing kind of looking, not just at history, but like archeology, span I get that for sure. I was going to
0: say too, you mentioned Father Blakely, but what about the church in general?
2: Right? Right, with the weird, it's yeah. like a mix of certain uh, architectures. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, so one of the volumes on the Devonshire uh, Archaeology Society records, this is looking way back now, um, it records a number of Bronze Age settlements, so this is way back. Oh, um, but with, there
0: were stones in the church that seemed like they'd be that old as
1: well. Right. So um, there's information in here about a number of Bronze Age settlements in the Princeton and Post Bridge areas. Um, and interestingly, several of these areas were really rich in artifacts uh, and goods that are not usually found in sites of the period um, it's as, it says here it 's as if the inhabitants had just disappeared, leaving all of their worldly goods behind so there 's records of these sites that had like tons of material goods but did not have skeletal remains or evidence huh. um, but this is in the way in the way past <laughs> right. Um, there's also an art book if anyone's interested in art. Or I got art like history, that. and you got it all covered. Yeah. It does. So he's the well-rounded. I'm, guy. The, I'm the rich. Tilto. <laughs> I got time
2: to read
0: shit. He has no idea how to he's steal. He's got all, all the though. academic abilities. Yeah. 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 And when it comes to accounting,
2: he sucks. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell. Yeah. <laughs> I figured <laughs> Out the was hook me up the money.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so interestingly, the professor had a book of poetry among these library books, uh, which seems odd at first. Um, it was all
0: dirty limericks. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, there once was a man from Um One particularly dreary yeah. piece of verse stands out to you as you're kind of flipping through there. Um, it describes a stunted oak woodland. Um, and the only way you're going to learn more about it, actually, is by asking Miss Updike. Okay. Um, but since you want, we're willing to spend a point... Uh, on that, um, she can tell you that that poem is actually describing Wisman's Wood, which is a local grove standing near Post Bridge, as you already know. Um, she also tells you that sometimes, um, there. And, and here she kind of lights up a little bit. It's almost like like talking about maybe gossip, like it's kind of more fun for her. Ah. But she says um, there's a lot of tales associated with Wisman's Woods, and that it was once, um, it's often and said that it was once a druid's grove. Um, and she kind of, gets this little sly look to and she says, you know, sometimes they say that you can see a procession, people clad all in white, crossing across the moors into the woods. Ooh. She's sad. Ah. And she just has, has this, like, little gleam, like, some, like so, something exciting that wouldn't hap- happen around town usually, huh. so. Yeah, probably happened, like, a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about a week ago? Um, I, yeah, she's kind of creepy,
0: so... I got I mean I think I put <laughs> that up Sure, I think Sherman is pretty much done with the library. I hate to say that, but he, he's I, the way I'm going to play this, he's just being creeped out. I was going here, I was so excited to get into the library because I know how to find crap in books and it was going to be easy to find stuff that said, yeah, there's weird stuff going on, but here's what caused it. Right. And yeah. all we're finding out is no, there's weird stuff, and there's other weird stuff. Oh, oh, and there's other weird stuff. Right. Oh, and this weird stuff goes back a thousand years, too. Okay. So, I'm ready to go. I mean, He's being creeped do up. Do they have lollipops night. on the counter?
1: <laughs> she does not. Damn it. She so, does this not. place
0: is horrible.
1: Um, it's a good it, So, Sherman is
0: going yeah, to go off to of the I'm, corner? I'm, I'm checking out. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. I, I, I grabbed the one book that looked reasonable. It's, it's in my jacket and with the many layers of clothing, okay. that's easy enough. But, yeah, I'm just going to kind of hang out near the exit, kind of thumb through a periodical or
1: something. There's a couple more books that you guys haven't looked at, if you want to. No, I definitely want to check it all. Yeah. And keep going? All right. Um, so there is a book. Um, I'm going to have kind of a chemistry or science type. I have chemistry. All right. I can say chemistry and or medicine will be helpful for the last ones that we have. Um, there's an article in one of the books uh, mentioning the death of a young boy in 1883. Um, the body was found in Dartmoor, been badly damaged, as if by some type of acid.
0: Now, I'm no math guy, although I do have accounting. Is that a 25-year interval going back? Is it relevant? Because if we're going to hear something that has a date
1: on it, I've got to think, is it 25-year? Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, okay. I have to do the exact math. It's pretty close because that would be 08. Way... I'm not spending my yeah, point yeah. in accounting for that. Um, <laughs> so, it, yeah, and his body and it had a sulfurous odor, so it was like it had been damaged by acid and smelled Eek. like sulfur. Um, The only acid that you can think of that it would kind of match the description that you're reading about is maybe sulfuric acid, Um, and while that can certainly cause death, it's too weak to cause the level of burns that were described on this body. Um, No clear cause of death was discovered, or at least listed in the book that you read. But several locals at the time connected the legend of the yeth hounds and claimed that the black hounds had caused it.
0: Yeah, and we were under the impression too that those are hell hounds, hell sulfur. yeah,
1: yeah, And then lastly, there's a book, um, or her research had several um, mentions of missing persons who later turned up. So just like you had heard, I think Dr. Winters told you sometimes people would go out into the moors and then come back. Yeah. And here are tales of people who disappeared and then later came back, evidencing signs of like extreme psychological shock. Mm. Um, the three cases were particularly interesting in 1856, 1830, and 1781. So again, roughly Sounds the same right. period. Yeah. And they exhibited a regular and peculiar pattern. Um, When found, these people, before they slipped off into a catatonic state, um, they would often be heard repeating over and over the phrase, release me, release me. Mm. And in every case, within several days of being found, the particular person died of heart failure. Ooh, wow. Okay. So this is the type of stuff that the professor was investigating. At the library, <clears throat>
0: um, I'm looking at Britain Weekly. That's, that's <laughs> right. Looking at what? I'm looking at Britain Weekly. Uh, <laughs> some periodical thing. Uh, well, uh,
3: I, I'm, I'm pretty good with ending what we've got here. Um, I, I, I don't know where else to go from there.
2: Yeah I'd like to definitely give some information to Detective Donnelly, though the autopsy report and maybe some information we pulled here. It kind of points to the, you know, Father Blakeney and his group of nerdy wells. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, who knows, who knows who those are in the town, besides yeah. possibly the bartender. Um, or the drunk. Well, I don't, I don't think he's involved. Bridge. I don't know if he's involved.
0: But yeah, maybe, but I, he, he knew yeah. enough to be able to babble about stuff.
2: Yeah, they kind of had to hush him up there.
1: Yeah.
3: All right. Well, yeah. I say we give Donnelly all this information and go home.
1: Go back to Postbridge. <laughs> Well, we're still in we're <laughs> no, like, well, we crazy <laughs>
2: We go to the police station, mm-hmm. Donnelly. Here you go. Here's what we found out. Looks like she was murdered. This and that. Blah blah blah. What you gonna do about it?
3: And then we can go to London, <laughs> and live our lives
1: happily forever,
3: <laughs> <laughs> outside of this creepy stuff.
1: <laughs> right. So I mean, police
0: station. Yeah. Okay.
1: So he, um, you know, Donnelly respects and and is kind to you all and. Um, he had actually already gotten notice of the uh, preliminary autopsy. So, you know, he says, you know, yes, he's like, we're trying to figure out what's happening here. You know, um, obviously something, something is not quite kosher here, uh, needs to be looked into. Um, you know, manpower's light. It's hard to get people in post to talk to us. So, uh, any information you can gather or provide, we'd certainly be happy. Ha- Are you saying you're going to deputize me? I was going to say, you know, if something comes of it, even be happy to, happy to compensate you for your help you now know? they're
0: the only um people who, who um by law have jurisdiction over post
1: that's right and they have jurisdiction over the whole all the little towns out in this okay. part of the moors so so like while this is weird Office yeah there's also the... a spate of robberies going on you know 20 yeah. miles to the west and right you know there's this is one blip on their radar. People, people stealing books from the library. What else we find the? Uh,
2: <laughs> what, what else was in the safe at the church? You guys remember besides like the the two books, like the journal and then the testamentum. The but
0: original. but there yeah was, there was tools, the, like, um, tools the priest's like diary kind of thing too. Yeah, there's like some weird stuff with that. Where but. he had like the sermons, but then he was writing some weird crap in there mm-hmm. as well, um, and then the testamentum thingy. Vendor, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The priest I don't think there was anything else of note. Mm in there, there go. So it was yeah, like between the, the desk and the that, safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. but no, I, at this point, uh, Terrence, he's, he's getting very upset because there's all this weird stuff going on. And Kirk. while he was, you know, upset that she had died in an accident. Now it's turned out that she's been murdered right. and he really wants to get to the bottom of this. Mm. Um, because it's not the first friend and colleague he's had that's that's been killed, and he's not you know he's not going to just let it lie, so he's going to talk to these guys. And, you know, he's like, if he will give us some sort of deputization or authority, I say we go back to Post Bridge and uh, kick ass and take names. And maybe yeah. not. You know, yeah. exactly I want to find out. In that order.
2: I want to find out who murdered
0: her for... and get the mystery out yeah, of this. Yeah, let's get the cause... warrant for like, the priest or yeah. something.
2: You know. Right. And then, what, what's your normal procedure, Detective Donnelly, on something like this? Obviously, this seems like it's murder. Right.
1: Well, it certainly <laughs> looks that way. I'm not sure that we have any evidence at all to arrest a particular individual at this point. We ne- need to. Look okay, for you to found go. the
2: journal at the pre- in the priest's safe. We did. Well, he did. So obviously, yeah. But obviously, oh. right. So you have to believe <laughs> us on that, right? Uh, so that that's uh you know all fingers point to him right now
3: but we yeah. haven't talked to him but if we have some right. authority given to yeah. us even we, haven't,
0: we haven't even seen him mm-hmm. uh we think we might it might have been the guy that walked off yeah. but we don't know right, right. um it's kind of like the husband of the innkeeper we haven't
1: seen him either. right he's a good chance he's, You know. yeah and since you guys were asking about the notes remember he had he had a bunch of notes from sermons and things but there was also a lot of writing on christian theology related to sacrifice
0: and there was a reference to green man and his stuff too wasn't there yeah and there
1: was yeah and there was references to sacrifice and some of them were even implying that you might need a literal human sacrifice but it's strange but because
2: old crockhorn is not the green man those different those are two different things yeah because green man Uh, is usually peaceful thing like a good thing
1: right right closely
0: related to spring and growth and growth and rebirth yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more druidic than it is monsterific.
1: Yeah, very more
3: pagan than satanic. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah they said, um, I think William had told you that old Crockern was like, a, also called the Horn man, is an evil spirit. They say sacrifice was made to it back in the Civil War, hung several fools who got caught for witchcraft. Um,
3: yeah, yeah, it doesn't I'm, sound like the green man. I'm very yeah. up for going back to uh, Postbridge and finding out
1: what happened. Sounds good to me. Okay. Probably should wrap up there for this session, and uh, we it can pick it up reasonable. there next time. How's that sound? Cool. Yeah. That Let's make sure we chew all the
3: bubble gum in between sessions so yeah. next time we can just kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: get it.
0: So, And that we can just say,
3: Bye, Bye
0: everybody. <laughs> the preceding Podcast was brought to you by one young You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.